When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. It's a part of me that wants to pick the Giants. There's a part of me that wants to pick the Giants. They just played, and it required a 61-yard field goal from Minnesota to win that game three weeks ago. The Giants can absolutely win that game. Do I think they're going to go in there and do it? Heck with it. Yes. Why not? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say the Giants win. So I've got the five seed and the six seed advancing in the NFC. You know at least the game is going to be close. Yeah. Every game that they play is close. You might as well pick them. The Vikings were outscored on the season again. For those who don't know, the Vikings (laughs) actually, in in going 13-4, and they finished with more, allowing more points. No respect. Our guy. Dude, that's a betrayal. That's a friend of the show, Mike Greenberg. That's a guy who we have literally produced get up at times. We've produced segments for him. Yeah, I know. How could he turn his back on mm. Minnesota sports fans like that? Just on a whim, too. His producer's kind of egging him on. But yep. No, do it. Do yeah. it. Do it, guy. Come on. My heart That's, hurts. Mine does, too. That might be because I have higher cholesterol. But it's a whole other conversation for another that day. Might be, uh, could be uh, gas. Could be anything. Burrito last Still here night. for Honey Nut Cheerios. I don't eat burritos. I stick and with the fajitas and... when I go okay. to Mexican restaurants. I just know you like the spicy food, so I Neither thought it rice. might be indigestion. I like the spicy food. The spicy food does not like me. That is the That's Made very the clear on this show through the years. Yep. So that was just a smattering of the disrespect, the national and New York media disrespect of this flyover country before this Giants-Vikings playoff game. And uh, because it's playoff week here, Purple Daily has decided we're not going to give you just one episode today on this Wednesday. No. We are putting in, much like Patrick Peterson, much like Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins, probably putting in some extra film study. We're giving you extra episodes of Purple Daily starting right now. Wave the flag. We're waving the flag. It's Wednesday. Never too early. And Purple Daily, as always, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die at some point. Uh, The show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands with a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And uh, before we get to more of this, so last night I literally just like, I spent like three hours combing through and listening to WFAN in New York, going through some different YouTube channels and things. Most of this I think is from WFAN or ESPN. We have a few. We just we we brought a few of the featured clips of disrespect to you, Vikings fans. We did this five years ago on our old radio show, heading into the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. 
we just played a bunch of dudes named, I don't know, Sal or whatever yep. from Philadelphia. Yep. Clowning the Vikings. And then we had Eagles fans from WIP calling in throughout the week to trash talk us. And it was, it was a great sparring match until the game. <laughs> and then it quickly came to an end. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah Cheesesteak Nation really came through. That and then they all called on Monday and kind of just, like, talked us off the ledge. They were like, you guys aren't so bad. Uh, you guys will bounce back so, next year. Which is the all that now that's the biggest insult that you can possibly get, right? Yeah. When the Philadelphia, which is the most harshest fans, when they feel so bad for you that they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys, uh, that was a lot of fun last week. Yeah. Like, no, actually, no. Oh, well, no we really, no, we, we probably went a couple steps too far with those Minnesota sports fans throwing full cans of beer at their head in the parking lot. We should call into their show on Monday and apologize. Uh, so we're going to play some of these clips and uh, also shout out, speaking of throwing full cans of beer at people's head, don't do that. But if you're going to do it, it might as well be a surly. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the all. Yeah, speaking of betrayals, who cares about sports? You are, you know what? Surly, and I'm t- talking about the, the team. I'm talking about a first-class team of Furious, Logic Bomb, Before I Die, Axeman, you go down the list. All deserve to be treated with the utmost respect because it is the best beer around uh as the playoffs approach here make sure that your fridge is stocked up on surly for game day and then as always show us your cans on game day at jay's all get on twitter at score north surly brewing uh a, a sponsor and we are very proud to have them of purple daily yes okay so dex i can kind of fire these because um i put these together last night let's start with let's start with this one here this is from wfan the Boomer and Geo show. And I'll tell you something about this clip after we play it that you need to know, but I think you should listen to it first. All right, here we go. Yeah, but here's the thing, uh, G. I got to tell you, you know, the, the Vikings looked pretty damn good yesterday. Doug. <laughs> and I know it's against the Bears, oh and I know God, it's outside. Are, I tell you, you're like, you've been watching a lot of those comedy routines with your Instagram reels, and I think that's where you're getting, like, some skill here. They looked pretty damn good yesterday. Yeah. They played a team who was trying to tank to get the number one overall pick. Yes. They played their third and fourth string quarterbacks yep. in the football yep. game. All right. So uh, what do you mean looks pretty yeah, damn you still, good? You still got to you got to play. You got to show up and play and you got to win. About the previous week when it was actually something on the line and they had an opportunity to get the two seed and then they would have had Seattle in week one and then a uh, home game in the divisional. So they had won that game and they got their teeth kicked in on national TV. How about that? But when they play the Bears, who are officially the worst team this year, who are trying to tank, they looked pretty damn good. First team in the history of football, 13 wins, negative I know, point the, differential. Over. I mean, I know their defense is fraudulent. And we all understand that. But I don't see, see, I, this is where I will disagree. You can't be a fraud if no one believes in you. There is nobody who believes in them. You know, I, I that you can't be a fraud if nobody thinks you're any good. Now, I should I should tell you guys that Geo, that was Boomer Esiason, and then Geo is the voice that you heard mostly. Geo is a Vikings fan doing New York sports radio in the morning. Hmm. So oh, that was a, that was a little bit of friendly fire, self deprecating friendly fire. He's mad at his favorite team for the fraudulence this season, hmm. which is an interesting paradigm. Um, but, uh, that's the first little sampling of what a major New York sports radio show is saying about these fraudulent Vikings. So Boomer, Boomer who actually played the game sounds a little bit more convinced that the Vikings have a chance here. And later in this, like a couple minutes later, he went into the, I don't mean to play the, I played in the league for 14 years card, but 
They but did win 13 games, and having played in the league for 14 years, it's really hard to win 13 games, so calm down. Yeah, So that, and that's probably a fair um, assessment. I had no idea that Gio was a Vikings fan, though. So he's you know? basically the pessimistic Vikings fan is like, it's over. Yeah, he's mo- basically like pretty much everyone who's listening or watching the show. That's kind of like okay. deep down, you're kind of like there's there's an optimistic twist, he's but you're kind of like, yeah, it sucks. This, this is gonna end. Poorly. He's been scarred a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's uh let's go back out to a national perspective here. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from it's a panel of three picking the game here on Max Kellerman's ESPN show. Okay. And you've got you've got an objective journalist in Dan Graziano. You got a former general manager in Mike Tannenbaum. So. Three people, like, the Vikings are favorites. There's got to be a split decision here when they're picking this game, you would think, right? Yeah. I think the Giants beat the Vikings. How about that? I, I thought about Tampa, but would that qualify? Like, is that an upset? People think they're going to win. I, I'm going to say Giants. I, I, they played them tough uh, a couple of weeks ago in Minnesota. I think the, the Vikings are have an incredible year, but I don't think they're as, as incredible as their record indicates. Uh, I had to pick an upset. That's the one I'm going with. Mike T. Max, we're going to bring you goodwill and good cheer in the new year, and I'm going to go with your football Giants oh, over the Vikings. All right. I'll give you my pick. It's the Giants over the Vikings. Oh. God, here's the thing. Yeah, the Vikings was... beat the Giants in Minnesota recently on a 62-yard field goal. I'm going to go ahead and say they're not going to kick another one, right? Like, I, that, they are close, evenly matched teams. Vikings 1-1, I feel like the Giants will pop them in the rematch. I, I, listen, I think the Giants also have a better pass rush and a better quarterback. I'll take Daniel Jones. Oh, oh Max. Oh, Max. Oh, man, dude. Wow. Wow. What do you think? Um, Disrespect, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, I, the underlying thing is, as Graziato said, too, if you have to pick an upset, like this is the one. Right, because I mean, this would or, be or, like on, or is it? We have like write that down. Paper. Predictions today, and old Macadac might queue up a different upset for you. Well, Just gonna throw like, that tease on out there. paper, though. I think nationally that this is the one to uh, to pick. Um, I mean, none none of it surprises me, and I, you know, I think they're trying. I it is in their best interests across the board, especially for ESPN, right? That the Giants win because then it's big blue. It's the New York market keeps going, so I'm not shocked. I, I, I'm wondering when the real disrespect starts, though. Like when do we get some someone? Geo came close, but I didn't know he he was a Vikings fan. So to your point, Phil, that's almost fr- friendly fire. So I'm waiting for the just the real disrespect. Oh, like, okay. This team's never been any good. Well, f- first off, let me. I'll g- I'll give you some real disrespect here in in a second. But it's funny. That's the second time in the three clips that we've played here. And Declan, Declan grabbed that one from Greeny. And the producer said something like, it's a, it was a 62-yard field. It's the second time we've heard, I mean, they're not going to kick another 62-yard field goal against the Giants. Well, that's not the only thing that happened in that game. Yeah. Do you remember the other things that happened? Like Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson combining for 25 catches against the Giants defense? Kirk Cousins threw for 299 yards and three touchdowns in that game against the Giants defense. So it's it's such a weird oversimple. And again, I don't like it's not a, it's not a 100% ironclad Vikings win this weekend. But for your logic to be well, the last time these two teams played, 
The Vikings needed a 62-yard field goal to win the game. That's the only thing that happened that was positive for them to win that game. No, they threw the ball up and down the field for three hours against that giant. Not, not. I guess it was, they stalled, stalled out for a little bit. But, like, over the course of three hours, they lit that Giants defense up. So, of if, course, if that game went to mention that. If that game went to overtime and the Vikings marched down the field in the first possession and kick a 35-yard field goal, or, or, or does it change? Like, oh, they, they had to kick an overtime field goal of a chip shot to win the game. Like, it, it's, it still would have been the same result if it was a three-point win in, in the last play of the game. Like, I get it, the 62 yards, an anomaly to a degree, but that game could have went to overtime. The Vikings could have won on the first possession, two on a touchdown or a field goal as well. Yeah, what if it was, like you said, or even just like, let's say it played out the way that it did. And uh, instead of a sixty-one-yarder, it was a forty-eight-yarder. Mm-hmm. Then it would then then it's just a standard football game, yeah. right? Uh, two teams fairly evenly matched with good records played a close game, and uh, the Vikings kicked a forty-eight-yard field goal to win because it was an extra thirteen yards. It means that it's more flukish, you know. I would have cited if I were them. The thing that they could cite is, boy, if you look at that game, the Giants outgained the Vikings by a hundred yards. But because they turned the ball over twice well, and committed a bunch more penalties, they shot themselves in the foot, not the 61, 62-yard field goal. Yeah, by the way, it was 61, okay? Let's keep it to 61. <laughs> Don't give him a 62. Yeah. 62, would concern, 62 would concern me gravely for Greg Joseph. It, it was 61 yards. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm surprised that, that they aren't talking about more about the fact that, that the Vikings' defense in that game hemorrhaged uh, yards. That's what the talker is. The talker is, can you slow them down? Yeah. Um, the talker is also this. Can you win a shootout? Like, let's say it happens again. Let's say your defense stinks because, my God, there have been times it, it does. Um, can you, do you have, because you certainly have the personnel in place at the skill positions to win a shootout. Can you win, if, if you got to go toe-to-toe, okay? If you got to go 42-40 to 40 or something like that, can you? Because in actuality, the Vikings should be able to score a ton of points. Yeah, what it, would you classify any of their wins this season as shootouts? I know the final score of the the Colts game, the historic comeback, was thirty nine to thirty six. So, on paper, you would say, "Well, that's a shootout. That's two teams that are first one to forty points, basically." But one team scored the first thirty three, right. <laughs> or whatever, and then the next team scored the next batch. The next. So the, the Vikings do have four wins in which they've scored 30 or more points, and their opponents scored 26 or more in all of those games. So um, they have they basically have four wins where the, the overall point total was a combined 60 points or more. So they, mm-hmm. you could say that these are sort of semi-shootouts. Like that Bills game was kind of a shootout, but it was also a weird, wacky way to end, too. Yes, yes. The Bills game came to, to mind, though, because... The Vikings did impose their offensive will there pretty damn well at yeah. key times. That one came to mind. But you're right. The end of that game was completely off the charts weird. I mean, the Bills fumble the ball. So, um, but I mean, that's the thing to me is, and that's the next step. Can you get, can the Vikings get a game? And bear with me here, because this is going to sound weird. Can the Vikings have a game in which for essentially the majority of four quarters offensively, they bring it? Because have we seen that game? I don't think we have. No, we have not. Like, have I, not, I don't they think have not we've played seen, a complete game all season. You know, impose your will. Can you impose your will offensively and sort of just accept, okay, if we get stops from our defense, 
it's sort of gravy in some ways because it's been so inconsistent. But the one thing that we know that we can do beyond a shadow of a doubt is score points. Yeah. Um, okay. You want some disrespect. I'll give yeah, you some disrespect. Good. Old school disrespect. Okay. So I think it's fair to say that our guy, Kirk Cousins, the fourth quarter pharaoh, the late game luminary, tied for the all-time single season record in fourth quarter comebacks. He's been a lot more clutch lately, even going back to last season, right? And not just in noon games. If you look, yeah, they ha- there's a couple. They definitely have some clunkers in those nationally televised, either late afternoon or Monday night slots. The, the Packers road game, Cowboys home game, Eagles game on Monday night. Those were all epic blowouts. You just got your asses kicked. But they also blew the Packers out in the late afternoon game to start the season. And Kirk Cousins played his ass off in that game. They had a Thanksgiving night game against the Patriots in which their offense went for 33 points. Nice win there. And, they, and I don't know if you count, like, the London game where everyone's watching, but, you know, they they won another. That's a nationally televised prime slot game. So you could say they went 3-3 three and three in prime slot games. He's not Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady in those spotlight games, but he's definitely not as big of a bumbling, you know, quarterback fool as he was a couple of years ago, right? Craig Carton on WFAN. You had to make a snotty comment about Kirk Cousins, and we need to be fair about it. It's not a snotty comment. It's a well-accepted fact that Kirk Cousins sucks when it's not a 1 o'clock game. But I'll guarantee this right now. Kirk Cousins throws his interception. I will uh, that you can put that on the table right now. Write that down. (laughs) He just shuts the conversation right down. I mean, just an interception? Like, I kind of want a little bit more. Like, he's going to throw a game... You know, a pick six, like an interception happens in a football game all the damn time. Yeah. If you're going to say sucks, give me something yeah. more than a pick. five interceptions. Yeah, yeah exactly a, right. Give, was it Jake Delhomme who did that one time? Like six uh, picks in a playoff? Five game? against the Packers. Or I'm sorry, game. against the Rams. Okay. Right? Late 90s. So, yeah, if you're going to give me sucks, give me a colossal meltdown, Craig Carton. But that is, there's a there's a theme that will trickle in here to you kind of heard it with Max Kellerman. You heard it there with Craig Carton. I do have one more for you that starts with a funny twins take for five seconds and then goes right into a, okay. a Giants oh, fan caller. They're not happy. Because they're also talking, the last couple of days, they've been yes. talking Carlos Correa Mets and twins. Oh, so there's a little, there's like a double, a double shaded uh, clip coming up here. But there's a general feel among Giants fans and national media that... I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people think that Daniel Jones and, and Kirk Cousins are in the same bin as quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Or that Daniel Jones isn't going to like nuke a game by throwing interceptions, but Kirk Cousins will. Like Kirk Cousins sucked. It's funny because if you expand that clip out to like the full 15-minute segment, which I will not subject you to, Evan Roberts is the co-host for Craig Carton. And Evan, so Craig Carton is like basically saying Cousins sucks in standalone nationally televised games that aren't played at noon. And Evan Roberts says, well, I just did the number crunching on Daniel Jones. He's 2-15 and 15 in those games in his career. Daniel Jones might be the only quarterback with, like, a sample size of a few years that's worse in those games than Kirk Cousins record-wise. Something's got to give this Sunday on Fox. Is the Kirk Cousins-Daniel Jones debate worth the, the time of day? Like, I... I have never been and won't be Cousins' biggest supporter. But, like, if you came to me tomorrow and said, all right, Sunday, you can choose one, which do you take? I'm taking Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I am too. 
Although I think the mobility of Daniel Jones and like the fact that. that he can he can run around, he can get you seventy five rushing yards is tantalizing yes. to some people. Yes, but I don't know. I don't know that you can just say, well, he doesn't really turn the ball over as the reason. He also doesn't give you a lot on the upside. He's he's a classic conservative system quarterback. Well, if you were to if you were to go to Brian Dable and say right now, scale of one to ten, how in love with Daniel Jones are you? It's a five or lower, right? But he's making it work because he's a really good offensive mastermind. We are talking about, and that's the thing that, that's intriguing about this game. We are talking about two quarterbacks who in some way are tricked up. I think Daniel Jones is more tricked up. Absolutely. Than Kirk Cousins. I, I think that Kirk Cousins is tricked up, but O'Connell also has just brought out a flat out ability. Like if you just go with with if yes, Daniel Jones mobility superior to Kirk. But beyond that, as far as like true quarterback skills go, Kirk Cousins is way ahead, in my opinion, of Jones. But yes, this game in some ways comes down to head coaches, and what they can do with their QBs. I think that's a huge part of the storyline of this game. And I think, too, all you have to do is look at how much does each head coach uh, does each head coach trust said quarterback to just sort of shoulder the load. Kirk Cousins threw 10 extra passes per game this season yeah. than Daniel Jones did. He threw 643 passes. Daniel Jones threw 470. 10 extra passes per game. Loading up on Kirk Cousins' shoulders. Now, did it was it always the best thing? Would I like to see them maybe come back a little on that? I don't know that he's the guy that you want to put all of that load on all the time, but hell, it got him to 13 wins and a bunch of fourth-quarter comebacks this year. Yeah. So, all right, along those lines, let's hear from the overnight host taking calls on WFAN, Sal, all right? And Sal's just kind of wrapping up a conversation about the Twins and the Mets and Carlos Correa before Correa wound up making his decision. I think the Mets have drawn their line in the sand and are waiting on Boris. I mean, come on. Minnesota is not going to have anywhere near what the Mets have to spend. Matt is calling from Far Rockaway. What's up, Matt? Uh, I just wanted to, you know, talk about it for a second, the uh, Giants-Vikings game coming up. And I just think, you know, the Giants all season long are just a hardworking team. Not the best talented team, I'll give that, but uh, they're just a hardworking team. I just feel like they're going to come out on top at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, who who do you think is the better coach team? Better coach, I'm gonna get to the Giants. I mean, Dave right. all year long. He's just been, he's just been such a, you know, he's been grinding, and this team, you know, with Dave all is just an immediate turnaround from from last year. Agreed. I well, think they, they. What about the quarterback? Who would you give the advantage to there? I mean, quarterback. Kirk Cousins is better than Daniel Jones. You know, Daniel Jones uh, is, is he? improvement, but <laughs> is he? But though? I, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna go with is the caller he? on that. I'm going with it, the caller on that one. The caller kind of laughed like I'm a huge Giants fan, but even <laughs> I have yeah. to draw a line somewhere. And Sal's like, "Are you sure? Her? Is he?" So Brian Dable did <laughs> a better job. Twins, whatever, man. Well, you know what the Mets said? We ain't paying that guy. He's hurt. And the Twins are like, "We'll take him." Dude, the, um, can, we, can we wait real quick? Can we start with that Twins take? The Twins literally, once it came down to like, "Hey, it's not going to be a 13 year deal or a 10 year deal. It's going to be like a six year deal." What's the highest bid? The Twins outbid the Mets by $43 million. Yep. And here's Sal like two two nights ago. The Twins. <laughs> well, they outbid them because the Twins, because their doctors said, ah, ah, ah. Right, the, I agree. The Twins are like, <laughs> let me examine this x-ray. Oh, oh, he's fine. He's fine. He's a strong, strapping young man. Why don't you take your glasses off there, Doc, and look at it again? Yeah. Oh, he's fine. Um, the Dable thing, though, okay? Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. 
Kevin O'Connell took a team that was uh, uh, six and eight in one score games last year. And I think when you have a sample size of 11 one score games in 2022 and 14, 14 in 2021, I don't think we can just call the call both of those flukes. When you go six and eight in one score games, you know, if you played three of them, I'd be like, oh, that's and, and went oh and three. I'd be like, oh, that's unfortunate that that might be a bit uh, fluky. But Kevin O'Connell deserves, make no mistake, a lot of credit here. Like Kevin O'Connell deserves. And so you're telling me a guy that won that managed to win 13 games isn't as good a coach as and and Dable did a good job. I just it's the it's the East Coast media thing, though, with, oh, he took big blue. He took our Giants. And it's like, OK, but Kevin O'Connell took a team that that I believe the point differential between the 2021 and 22 teams, I think they were a minus three this year, and they were something like a minus one last it's, year. They, they, was the, they literally scored and gave up the same number of yes. points within one. It was 425, 424 scored, 427, 426 given up, and yet yeah. five more wins, which some people would say, right, but that's luck. He didn't do anything special. They just sort of lucked their way into four or five extra wins. That's what that's what the what the say you? Because you're you're more of a guy that that go, goes along with trends and stuff. What do you I, say about that? I believe this is where people are making a mistake. I believe performance in high leverage. When I say high leverage situations, I mean game is on. I'm not talking like the first scripted series or the second quarter. Would I like the Vikings to be better in some of those situations so they wouldn't be playing all these close games or falling behind? Absolutely. But teams that perform really well in high-leverage situations, that's not just luck. There's probably a smattering of luck. Like, you're not going to go 11-0 in those situations all the time. But do I think that it, it's literally, like, just up to the football gods whether you go 11-0 or 6-8 and in one-score games or close games? No, I think there's a ton of skill and strategy and game theory involved. But on the flip side, I think if you were to just look at, if you zoom out to like, you know, yardage or, um, you know, how much did teams improve on the offensive and defensive side of the ball? Mm-hmm. Brian Dable brought a Giants offense from the 31st scoring offense to the 15th scoring offense. So they jumped from the worst to slightly above league average. And he brought their defense from 23rd to 17th. So they went from, they jumped up six spots. So they jumped up. 22 combined spots. Mm-hmm. Now the Vikings didn't the Vikings weren't that bad in those categories. They were 24th in points defense last year. They dropped to 28th, so their defense actually dropped off, which isn't yes. that surprising because they moved off of a defensive minded coach. Yep. And their offense moved from 14th to 8th in points. So you could say like, "Uh, eh, well, their offense improved a little bit, but their defense dropped off and or was just as bad. They just were better or luckier in one-score games." That's what the narrative is. That <laughs> Brian Dable came along, a team that hadn't won more than six games in a season since 2016. All of a sudden, now they're a nine-win team. They were they they were like six and one or something at one point. So I get it, but I don't know how you can sit here and accurately debate such a subjective thing. Which is, you have two coaches that did a really good job milking like five extra wins out of their team from the year before. Both of them added five extra wins from the previous season. Giants fans probably love Brian Dable. Vikings fans love Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, I don't know if you can definitively sit here and be like, well, I can't even say that Kevin O'Connell is definitively better than Brian Dable. I don't know. It's a wash. It's just like a dumb time filling sports radio conversation. Right. But but like to me and to, to me, we will find out 
game wise on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like someone's well, going to have a better. A, but game. it's a one game sample. Like maybe game if point. one guy gets completely out coached or something, maybe. Yeah, you're going to find out in three years who's the better coaches between KOC and and Brian Dable. So here's where here's where I struggle with the luck thing. Okay, so tell me if this is luck. So leading up to the 61 yard Greg Joseph field goal to beat the Giants in that game on Christmas Eve. All right. The Vikings were in a third and nine at their own uh, 26. Classic Cousins failure territory. This is classically where Cousins would fall apart. He would just absolutely start to curl up and cry. The offensive line would allow pressure. So third and nine at the 26. Cousins to Jefferson for 16 yards. I All think right. he took a shot on that. It was, If I remember right, too, it was just, it was a dime. Okay. Now we get to a problem again. Third and 11 at the Vikings 41 with 19 seconds left. All right. Cousins passed short right for 17 yards to Jefferson. Ball is now at the Giants 42. Cousins with four seconds left gets up, brings everyone up to the line, spikes the ball, stops the game. That leads up to the 61 yard field goal. How long did we complain, bitch and moan for, and rightfully so, about the fact that Kirk Cousins in this offense seemed incapable of that series? But instead, he gets them in a position, and O'Connell does too, to at least attempt a field goal that, I mean, I always go back to, was it the, was it Tennessee or Carolina at U.S. Bank Stadium in 2020, where, I think it was Carolina, where it was just an absolute awful fire drill that failed There was pressure. Cousins looked out of sorts. He wasn't, so, he wasn't organizing things. Exactly. Yeah, so tell me, is that is so beyond the fact that Joseph, to his credit, made the 61 yard field goal? Is that luck or is that some really damn good execution? Well, you even omitted something, I think, important between those two Jefferson receptions. So Jefferson catches the first 16 yarder. Now the clock's at 47 seconds. Uh, he completes a short one to Dalvin Cook for a few yards to to get it. To, right to basically midfield to the 48-yard line with 29 seconds left, and then takes a sack. They ran a landing Collins in, and he took a seven-yard loss on a sack with the clock running down. And so now it's let's see here, the Vikings called their uh, yeah the Vikings called their final timeout. He gets sacked with 19 seconds left, so now they're at their own 41 with no timeouts left and 19 seconds, and you've just taken a sack. And then he comes back with the 17-yard throw to Justin Jefferson that puts them right on the edge of field goal range, the exact yardage you need to hunt for. Not a check down, not five yards, get out of bounds and throw a Hail Mary. It was quick. It was we only If we don't get this pass off within like five seconds and down, we can't then go up and spike the ball. So to come back from the sack, to find Jefferson on two chunk plays, you can call that luck. So the Giants tie the game. Here's the ball. Go make it happen. Well, it's lucky they kicked a 61-yarder. Well, yeah, but they went hunting for their best player and made a couple really nice plays after a sack. They bounced back. It was great usage of timeouts. Oh. And where I struggle with calling that that luck is the fact that we spent from basically 2018 through at least 2020 complaining that Cousins was incapable of that drive. So was he unlucky when he couldn't complete the drive? And now he's lucky? Like this is what sports is about. Can you can you excel in pressure situations? I don't think that's luck. Yeah, um, you know what? I don't know if there's uh, like what the percentage of luck involved is, but it's a lot of fun to uh, to play on Prize Picks and the Prize Picks app. The easy way to play 
daily fantasy. So you can pick across any number of sports, by the way. If you got the itch, Declan and I both have the golf itch, for instance. So maybe you can you can do a mixed sports entry on an NFL playoff game, PGA, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But you pick between two and five players and over-under on their projections. You can win up to ten times on any entry. Use the promo code NORTH and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. A great time if you've never tried prize picks going into wild card weekend and test it out. Prizepicks.com and the prize picks app. Also a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over a hundred years, helping businesses maximizing the success of uh, their companies through risk management tools and resources. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. All right. The disrespect, the national media, the New York media, just laughing, clowning cousins, clowning the Vikings and KOC. Let us know what you think in the YouTube comment section, and uh, we'll hit you with another episode of Purple Daily because it's Write That Down Prediction Wednesday, and we just had a regular season's worth of predictions come off the board for everyone. So strap in, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.